0: Can hey, you hear me? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have headphones anymore, so I have to wait till you look annoyed to make sure. That was the look They just got.
1: <laughs> <laughs> working. What are you yelling about? Ah. We'd like to remind you that the information contained within this podcast reflects our own personal opinions and should not be held as any kind of official recommendation.
0: That's right. This podcast is for our own purposes. It's educational and and for entertainment. Edutainment, if you will. (laughs) We're just a couple of yahoos with master's degrees and this isn't a professional capacity.
1: So if as you're listening to an episode, you feel that maybe you need help with your own mental health, please do contact your own doctor or a therapist.
0: And finally, we try to stay pretty clean with this podcast, but sometimes we slip up and sometimes we just talk about weird stuff. So (laughs) It might be not safe for work. You'd probably better listen with headphones.
1: Hello and welcome to Freudian Sips, the podcast about brains, beverages, and other BS. I'm Bonnie.
0: And I'm Anna. Hi, Anna. Hi, Bonnie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're doing this at a different time (laughs) of the day than we normally do. So if we sound weird, it's because we feel weird. (laughs) It's because we've already put in a full day of exhausting therapy work. And now here we are. Here we are. Yeah, Parting the curtain a little bit. We are switching up our schedule a little.
0: Schedule. Our schedule. schedule. Our uh, recording schedule. I was finding the weekend recording a little bit strenuous because that only gave me like one day to edit everything and then put it up so yeah we're gonna try to record a little earlier and then actually put things up on wednesday now so if you're listening to this it's a wednesday
1: happy wednesday that's not true as mom likes to point out you can listen listen to this whenever (laughs) but go back and listen to one of our first episodes and the time will mean nothing it it will be a wednesday too So, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, it's a Wednesday. <laughs> Happy Wednesday! That whole time thing really <laughs> hurts my brain. Time,
0: time is not real, and time Mom is
1: losing is it about it—a real thing. So, what are we talking about today, Mom? <gasps> today we're kind of doing like a part two from our last episode it's like a point it's a part 1.5 <laughs> yes the last episode we talked about media in general mm-hmm. and specifically
0: news media i yes, think we talked yes. a lot about
1: negativity in the news and news bias and stuff bias right exactly and I've had a couple of people comment on that one to me really? personally that they liked that episode. So good. I'm really happy, Sipsters, if you enjoyed that we're episode.
0: We're our investigative scoop. We're, we're, we did it. We're doing our, our scoop. We're, we're doing the story. We're scooping the story. What do they call it, Mom? <laughs> uh, sounds good to me. I don't know. <laughs> okay, we're scooping the story.
1: We're scooping the story. <laughs> we're scooping. But when we did last episode, we talked about how when we were doing our research and we're looking for bias of media, the ideas of social media kept popping up, which we were trying to keep separate. Right. We were trying to keep the idea of social media separate from what we did last episode. So we decided to kind of do an episode now specifically about social media. Because um, we were finding it anyway. Yeah. And we <laughs> already did just it. So was popping up. But it is, it's is—it's a very significant issue. Meaty. In our world today, Mm -hmm. and especially in relation to mental health. And especially in pandemic world. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And so we thought we would kind of dive in to the social media issues of the day. Issues of the day. Because according to Pew Research
0: Center, 69% of adults first of all, nice. And 81% of teens in the US report <laughs> using social media. Over 40% of adolescent girls and over 20% of adolescent boys report using social media for three or more hours a day. That's so much. I, As I was doing the research for this, like before we super dive in, I do just want to like do some self-disclosure. I don't feel like I do social media quite a lot. I don't like Facebook. It stresses me out. Mm -hmm. And I've never really learned how to use Twitter correctly. And I, I just don't really go on Instagram a lot. I just don't go on social media a lot.
1: And I think it's because of the stuff that we're going to talk about here today, right, because right. it stresses me out. Right. I mean, I you've kind of forced yourself to use social media to, to different degrees for this podcast.
0: Yeah. But I even mean, then, I know I don't use it as much as I should. I, like, I know that that's something that I've heard a lot, because... So I don't know how much I've actually talked about it on the podcast Just I'm opening up my own business right now and I'm in the process of that. And I mean, there's been a lot of times in my life where I realize how, how bad I am at like communicating myself to people. Mm. You know, like community like like selling myself basically there you go, yeah um so like in in times where i was like trying to sell books or whatever like that when i wrote a book i i i was not good at, at promoting that i'm just not good at self-promotion and social media is basically that that's
1: exactly what it is yeah <laughs> so
0: i'm just not good at that anyway i like i don't i can't honestly remember the last time i like posted a facebook post about like what's going on in my life mm-hmm. i just straight up don't
1: Right. I have to say that. And I've I've heard people say too that like Facebook now is for old people, so I guess that's why. <laughs> Maybe I look at it every day, like once or twice a day. And quite mm. frankly, I'm with you. I very rarely post anymore. Yeah. And honestly, we've talked on the podcast about my late husband and and some of the health issues that he went through. My my late husband for several years had some serious health stuff going on. And so, quite frankly, I used Facebook to communicate to people to right. please pray for him, mm-hmm. or like if he was or, having a yeah, particular what was procedure. Going on yeah. Him. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't always real graphic. You know, I mean right. I didn't oh my gosh. Sometimes you see these pictures people take pictures of their surgery like spots. Like right after, and, man. Yeah, like these oh my goodness. And and share a lot of information. And I didn't mm-hmm. I was never into that. I didn't do that. It was just more think, like I asking think we are people are for private prayer. people. <laughs> we our family is. I we think, are or, a little
0: bit, yeah. yeah. Our because my brother, your son, uh, just <laughs> got um, like a lot of things are happening with him. He got a new job. He he, he and his uh, fiance bought a house. He he got a fiance. Got a fiance. You got, a fiance <laughs> got a fiance now. now. Um, so that's all exciting. But he like made one big old post yeah. about it just because like I don't want to do more than one, and he even like said that in the post. Yeah. Like, it's been a while. So here's everything that's here. going on. <laughs> And that's what I do too. Like I've done that
1: before with like birthdays and stuff too, where it's like,
0: "Hi, it's been a whole year since I talked to everyone. How's it going?
1: I'm fine, mm-hmm. great. Okay, bye. See you next year." And I still don't know how. Like I message people on Facebook and they message me. <laughs>
0: you're saying, but you
1: don't I don't know how that works. I don't know. Like instant mess. Is there a diff I don't know. I don't want you to explain it to me. <laughs> I'm just saying. I use it on the bare <laughs> bones, whatever. Like sometimes I get a little sign that says you got a message and then I send them a an message. <laughs> that's, that's like, I don't know how that works. It's the magic of Facebook. But it freaks me out <laughs> that when ads come up on Facebook that are something that I've been It's in, very targeted, which is probably one of the things that targeted maybe we will talk about tonight. No. <laughs> We're I don't talk about I that certainly tonight. don't have anything about okay. targeted marketing. So <laughs> if you do, that's great. Just to great. realize that that you, when you put yourself out there, you are putting yourself out there. Yeah, I, I don't think people realize
0: that. Like, I, I mean.
1: There's all this stuff, especially with, like, COVID
0: stuff and vaccine stuff that, oh, 5G, and they're going to put a microchip in you, and -hmm. they're going to, like, monitor everything you're doing. They already do that. (laughs) That already happens. They know pretty much everything we're doing, They know everything we're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't say they're going to monitor me from your iPhone or whatever. That's just redundant. So... know it's just it's it's frustrating and a little scary but i'm also at this weird point with technology where i'm just like whatever okay big brother sure look at my internet history i don't care
1: <laughs> i think that's your age too we've talked about Maybe, that, that yeah. sometimes we have differences of opinion because of age because i have a lot of that still programming like you know big oh, brother yeah big brother Ugh, yeah. scary it, stuff it
0: is kind of scary i mean it's it's it i think technology is is very easily like turned into horror it's a double-edged like, sword with the black mirror stuff yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so but but it is a, a double-edged sword so let's let's start there i think that's a good place to actually start talking about social media let's start first of all with mom i think you're giving us a history today
1: uh, the music needs to hit for history <laughs> <laughs> yours is a higher pitch <laughs> <I> oh <know. laughs> So that sounds more military or something. <laughs> I'm gonna just kind of give you an overview. Okay. I just wave my arms of around. With her hands. Yeah. Because I have a whole bunch of pieces of paper because I know that it's Santa when I actually
0: print something off. <laughs> oh, she printed it in color. It's really great. It like, <laughs> <Ta-da. laughs> it's like photo. It's like paper. a shirt. <laughs> She's gonna hang it up on her wall when we're done with this. The
1: history of social media <laughs> infographic is in the title. Full color. <laughs> technical <laughs> so mm, technically, um, you know, in, when I looked up the history, yeah, they would often like they would mention the telegraph and how that was technically sure. the first social media. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. That's totally skimmed, what we're talking I about. I kind of skim past that, but we can look at 1997, baby. Wow, you were just a little. I are too small. Oh, she's a kid. Uh, in 1997, six degrees started. From 1997 to 2001, Six Degrees, had a peak of about 1 million members. Wait, this was a site? Yes, it was like an app. They were was able- Kevin
0: Bacon the first member? I'd probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they were able to create profiles and friend each other. Okay. okay. So I, I mean, honestly, proto- 1997, I didn't know that was going on then. Yeah, proto MySpace, proto yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in 1999, live journaling was a platform. Um, live journal. I was on live, live journal. It uh-huh. was a platform where users could blog as a form of keeping friends updated. So it was like blogging. You did that? Really? Uh, I don't think I ever actually blogged, but I was
0: definitely on LiveJournal to like read. I think that was when I was in the fan fiction community, oh, so there was okay. a lot of fan fiction on LiveJournal. Okay, that's how old I am in internet years as
1: I read fan fiction on LiveJournal. That makes you a baby, though. <laughs> okay, so because mine was more like the the Telegram. Yeah. It spells history and Morse code.
0: You didn't know it's that, everyone. Into my brain.
1: <laughs> okay, in 2002, friendship. No. <laughs> That's when friendship was invented.
0: <laughs> Before 2002, no one had any friends. Oh, I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Please okay. don't. You say that like every other episode. I know. This is the, the this mom is that a... cried wolf. <laughs> the mom that cried stroke. <laughs>
1: That's not good, because you're going to have to know someday. Okay. How many stick out my tongue? <laughs> okay. Don't stick out your tongue. Keep reading this. Okay. Trick. Friendster is what I meant Friendster. to say. Friendster. Friendster in 2002, which is a weird name, which is why I said it wrong. It was one of the first <laughs> social media sites created and launched by Peter Chin, Jonathan Abrams, and Dave Lee. And within the about a year, they were offered $30 million Thirty million dollars from Google, but they said no. Ooh, they're which, idiots. Yeah, that's oh. basically what it says. One of the biggest blunders. Of oh, bummer. Um, in two thousand three was when I always say I don't know if I say this right. LinkedIn, LinkedIn, yeah. LinkedIn. That started up in two thousand three, which is still something that people oh, use. Oh, yeah, I was going to say with business
0: that has become a uh, uh, an interesting site from what I've heard. It's it's more social media than it, what used it used to, to be. be. Yeah, Is it used to be true. straight up like a resume? Yeah, like an online resume. But now it's like, here's my secrets to success, and here's me in front of a Lambo <laughs> at a Lambo dealership.
1: <laughs> okay, it, I can't stop laughing at you today. 2004 is when Google started their own email service, which is a pretty big deal. Facebook started in 2004. Really? But of course, you know, when it first started, it was just launched. uh, Mark Zuckerberg, I like saying his name, uh, (laughs) launched it. For the the Harvard students yes. who wanted yeah, to, yeah, like, it was specifically a college. Yeah, originally you had to be like college age to get on it, right? Well, it, in very initially it was limited just to Harvard students, right? Right, and then it it grew and grew and <laughs> I'm
0: and, sorry. and now it 2. knows 2, everything about 2. you.
1: Two point two billion in fourteen years, users. Uh huh. Good grief, it grew that much. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Yes, YouTube Which as I, well. <laughs> I still spell wrong. Uh, Wait, started what? Th- How do you spell it? Just with a U? Yes, because <laughs> in this day of LOL and all that crap, why would you spell out U? I don't. Because the other way looks stupid. I guess I'm just used to the other. Yeah, used yeah, to yeah, YouTube. Whatever. Now, if you're me, if you're me, you're used to just putting a U. Okay, so that was in 2005, 2006. Um, it doesn't really say when MySpace started exactly.
0: Wait, MySpace started after like Facebook. Well, and that's stuff? what I'm
1: saying. I didn't re- really say where MySpace started, but on this little infograph, mm-hmm. it says that in 2006, MySpace became the most popular social network in the United States. That's fe- Okay, yeah, that's feasible because like, it- oh, here it started in 2003. Because okay. then it says just three years after it was founded, it was the most popular. So, right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Because MySpace had a huge, like, blowing up period before people started moving
1: to Facebook. Right. So then Twitter was launched on July 15th of 2006. Um, and by 2010, 750 tweets per second. Isn't that unbelievable? Second? per second 750 tweets per second that's so many and it's probably more now because that was 2010 or something changed i read something
0: like i i was seeing i'm sure twitter messages tweets i suppose uh -hmm. they are called but it was something like 300 hours of video were uploaded to youtube every like minute
1: It's unbelievable. It's crazy. It's staggering. Yeah. Um, in 2011, uh, Snapchat was launched.
0: I love listening to you pronounce social snap- media. Chat. <laughs> Snapchat. How should you say it? Snapchat.
1: Snapchat. <laughs> you, you got it a little. Snapchat, baby. You got snap them. Snapchat. Snapchat. <laughs> you have to relax your mouth when you say it. Snapchat. 2013 Vine. Mm. Rip. Mm-hmm. Rip Vine. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Vine is, Mom? I actually watched a couple of those. <laughs> with a little, yeah? with a little sh- sh- like somebody doing something, little short, little. S- uh-huh. Yeah, they're six seconds long. Yeah. I didn't really get it. I didn't know what I was looking well, at. Well, you got to kind
0: of find the right Vines. It's kind of like TikTok is now, where you got to find the right ones. Because oh. obviously, not all of them are going to be good. Well,
1: that's what I was going to say. Wasn't Vine basically TikTok? Vine, before TikTok? Yes tiktok is basically what happened after vine died <laughs> because vine was people taking their own videos right mm-hmm. yeah fact, they were only six seconds only is six seconds it, you can't do a whole lot in six seconds you can't
0: you can have a whole round of D D combat
1: in six seconds <laughs> oh my goodness okay. um yeah there are some there are some pretty good vines out there it, by october of the same year that it was created twitter acquired vine and they ran it the <laughs> the for 30 million dollars <laughs> Man, 30 million.
0: Is that just how what people... That's like the going rate for something. Anytime there's a tech thing, someone's like 30 million.
1: I'm not sure why, but they threw in here on my little timeline in 2015, something called Life of a Starman. Did you ever hear that? No. NASA did this. They launched this thing on Twitter, letting people follow Scott Kelly, who's an astronaut who was living in space for a year. Uh So like they had direct tweets or whatever oh, from sure. Stan Kelly's and it's a whole separate thing on here why I'm not sure why
0: it's it is it, is it a NASA twitter it.
1: account it's a tw- well twitter followers yeah
0: I guess so. <laughs> so. It's not a big deal. It, it does not need to be things. on the infographic, right, right. is what I'm saying.
1: And then they just kind of end it by saying 2018 virtual reality, live videos, and 360-degree videos on social media sites like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. There had been, though, starting in 2018, kind of a crackdown on social media mm-hmm. because of all the fake the news and stuff, all that. Sure. Yeah, and so that kind of took a turn and caused people to... The political stuff, I guess, to, yeah. Yeah. So that's basically the history of social media which is i mean is there anything new i mean so new that it's new since 2018 that you're aware of that's big when did tiktok start
0: did i not say tiktok tiktok isn't was tiktok on your list
1: i thought it was but i don't
0: see it we talked about tiktok with vine i mean snapchat i it didn't it didn't say when instagram started i would say instagram is the other big social media platform that is like so when we talk about social media the ones that i'm talking about the ones that were listed in all the articles that i read about social media were facebook twitter snapchat instagram i want to say like pinterest instagram was on there sometimes yeah
1: pinterest was on there right uh instagram was founded in 2010 pinterest started in 2010 as well
0: I don't see- (laughs) Pinterest I am on quite a lot, but I don't think of that as a social media thing because I don't interact with people on Pinterest.
1: Yeah, there's different kinds of, that's another thing. Like, there is a different level of engagement, I think. And
0: and Pinterest is very low engagement when it comes to, like, you follow people, but it's all just pictures and stuff. I don't know. I just don't, I just don't, like, connect Pinterest with being very social. Right,
1: right. It has a different mood to it, it seems like. TikTok was founded in 2016 by a Chinese company, which is, Mm -hmm. was part of the whole Mm -hmm. weirdness there for a while about, we're not going to get to see TikTok anymore because (laughs) Of the Chinese.
0: It's all very stupid. (laughs) 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 But so let's talk about social media and like those things that we're talking about now the YouTubes and the Facebooks. uh, Mm -hmm. How does that affect us? And especially we live in the technology age. We live in the digital age. This is going to be a huge part of our lives. It's kind of unavoidable. Right. So I think a lot of this and a lot of what we're going to talk about is just being aware of it. Like we talk about almost everything, just Mm -hmm. being aware of how something affects you, you're able to have much more control over it. Mm -hmm. So let's start, you know, to be completely fair with some of the good yeah, let's do of that. social media. So, I mean, I do think it's important to note that, especially with the stuff we've all been experiencing in the last year, year and a half with the pandemic, that it's allowed us to stay in contact with people that we wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Zoom is huge. Zoom has, like, had that recent blow up because before it was Skype and now it's Zoom. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. but the the point is, no matter how you're contacting people, you're doing it digitally right now. Right. And so, I mean, and, and even... Before pandemic stuff, I mean, there were a lot of people. If someone moved away, you know, Facebook was probably how you were going to keep in in touch with them. A lot
1: of people say that that the reason they're on Facebook is to stay in contact with family and friends who live in other areas. And yeah. I use it for that. I do use it for that.
0: Yeah, I've had I've had yeah, I've had several people say like the only reason I wouldn't leave Facebook is because then I wouldn't have contact right. with those people.
1: You wouldn't get the pictures of their kids and all that. Yeah. Right.
0: So I do think that there is. A place for social media in the positive, you know, realm of mental health because we do need that social connection. And if we were all having to, like,
1: stay in our houses for an entire year and we didn't have social media. Think how (laughs) different the pandemic would have been if it would have happened back in
0: 1980. Well, I mean,
1: we can, like, there's, like, been the Spanish flu and stuff. So, like, things did happen. But But we didn't get we didn't have the pandemic where we had to stay in our house. There was none of that. In my lifetime anyway. Yeah. In my lifetime there's never been a time where it was like Spanish flu? I was, no. (laughs) (laughs) I was. (laughs) I was, but don't tell anyone. (laughs) That was weird. (laughs) we didn't Well we had the bird flu or whatever that one thing was. But we didn't Fabian have to. flu, yeah.
0: H1N1, swine flu. Swine flu,
1: yeah. There have been some pandemics, <laughs> been so to speak. Yeah,
0: but, but we haven't had to, like, you we, know, we stay we in never place sh- or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if this would have happened even several years ago, it wouldn't have been nearly as easy to be connected with people.
1: right? I mean, like, with the I mean, I guess you could argue. You couldn't even close down society the way they did. Yeah,
0: that's true. Because, I mean, that, a lot of the, the reasons we're able to close down is because, like, we're able to work from home more right. efficiently and right. we're able to, like, do things online more efficiently so i do think that is a big part of it that we just have the means to do so so we were able to do it Mm -hmm. so that's all good and we've like been able to communicate not exactly like normal but mostly like normal we've been able to keep communicating with people Mm -hmm. and like i mean i've met people through social media and online i mean some of my really best friends are people that i've met online I think that we shouldn't totally discount social media. We shouldn't totally discount, you know, online communication because we really can find connections through that. Right. And I think especially there are, like, people who find connections through, like, very specific like niches on right. social media and right. online so i think those are all great things it's just that especially social media especially the ones we're talking about so facebook i think instagram is a huge perpetrator in this in just like the fakeness of it yep yeah. And like I follow this um, subreddit called Instagram Reality, and it's it basically like a lot of them are side by side pictures of like filtered and unfiltered, Mm -hmm. and basically saying like, oh, this is what the model posted, and this is what the photographer posted, you know, Mm -hmm. and here's how the photo touching was different. Um, So I mean, I think that's really eye opening, but it's also really sad Mm -hmm. because I mean, it really has skewed how we view ourselves and other people, and I think that's going to be a huge part of of what we talk about during this episode in just when we go into the bad so let's go into the bad do you have any bad things about social media you want to talk about you want to rip on social media for a little while this is your platform
1: I don't even know how to start, but it, to <laughs> me, it's all rooted in the whole and that whole self-image thing. Yeah, because we, as people, we do have a need to be validated. You know, whether it's yeah. physically or what we're doing. You know, our accomplishments or whatever. Got to get those clicks. Got to get those likes, the baby. The pro- problem is that historically, we we've gotten that self-esteem ideally from our family members, from our teachers, from mm-hmm. our friends. Those people who really know us and they compliment us. They validate us. Part of that, too, though, is that we also have to learn to be able to have self esteem. Without that. Right, without other people constantly validating us. And so there's a lot in the social media thing because it's like not only are we looking outside of our own realm for validation for people to to make us feel like we're worthwhile, but if we don't get enough clicks, as you say, then we're crushed. Well,
0: and the other thing is that like – so we we don't get enough because, you know, people aren't going to like – things that that's just not a thing that everyone's gonna do but Mm -hmm. also it's like way easier to do that than it is to give validation in person Mm. so I think that in-person validation is usually more genuine like if you're getting a compliment from like a teacher or something it's going to mean more than a like Because a like is easy and you don't have to think about it very much. So, I mean, I think that we also, part of the social media thing is that we're equating these certain things.
1: There's this term
0: clout. Do you know what clout is?
1: Not in this. I mean, I know what it used to mean. Well, (laughs) it's
0: it's pretty much the same thing. It's It's this concept on social media. Like, YouTube is big. Like clout chasers who do things for clout and clout just means attention Mm. (laughs) clout means getting attention online specifically in this case so i mean there's this huge conversation to be had about people who are doing things just to get attention online because they are equating that with validation and that's not actually giving them the validation that they
1: need oh okay so that's my side note on clout and if i can go back to the the filter thing that you talked about yeah if you're talking about your own self-image and stuff, and every time you post a selfie, you you put all these filters on yourself. I mean, I've seen people I know personally, mm-hmm. and they and they will post a picture that I can, doesn't really. I mean, it looks like them, but you could yeah. tell it's what I would call, in my old language, photoshopped. You know, right. it looks so so much, for lack of a better term, better it's retouched, than, basically, yeah. yeah. Right. And it's like, okay, so I guess that could go both ways. One is that you have a false image of yourself. You look at that and you say, that's how I look like. Well, you, no, it's not. It's that's not. not you.
0: Well, and it gets progressively worse because you adjust to that over time. Mm-hmm. So you start to look at that and say, well, no, that doesn't even look like me. And you start to add more filters. like, And that's
1: like dysmorphia then.
0: It, I would qualify it as some kind of body dysmorphia. Uh-huh. Especially like, I mean, that's what I was saying. The Instagram reality subreddit is like really sad sometimes because you see these people who are putting up and they're like fairly famous, quote unquote famous, like influencers, right? So right, people influencer. whose job it is to post things online and mm-hmm. they post consistently things that look pretty fake and pretty retouched and pretty, and and, and it's this kind of understanding that like, this is really what they, like, think they look like. Mm -hmm. And it becomes this body dysmorphia thing where, you know, when you don't know how you actually look, and there are people I've read stories about, like, people on that subreddit who are talking about using filters on themselves and Mm -hmm. how when they stopped using filters they like noticed a marked change in how they see themselves because Mm -hmm. when they were starting to use filters they would notice that when they would like see themselves in a mirror they would think they looked worse than they used to think yeah so yeah i I think it really stacks on itself and I, i think it really builds where we
1: just get this totally skewed perspective of not only other people but ourselves Selves. that's really mm-hmm. sad right i don't want to get away from that self-image thing too soon but do want- i think we'll come back to it okay. i think it's going to be pretty consistent because i wanted to share with you something that happened i don't i don't talk about my brothers very much on the podcast mm-hmm. but i have two brothers an older and a younger brother neither of them would be people who would be on social media nope. at all but my younger brother <laughs> was talking about that apparently he's he plays some kind of game that like links to oh, facebook yeah. somehow and so even though he doesn't even have an account on facebook the that game or whatever every once in a while announces to him you don't have any friends <laughs> <That's>
0: of <so> me <mean. laughs> we were all joking
1: about <laughs> Because my little brother is a, an extreme introvert, um, very, very intelligent man, but an introvert. So he, yeah. so we were making jokes and he was making the most jokes of all of us about, you know, I don't care about any friends, you know, like if anybody at this table doesn't care if they have friends, it would definitely be me. But, but that as much as we joked about that, especially for younger people. And when you were talking about how many like 13 to 17 year old kids, pew, Research said mm-hmm. 97% of 13 to 17 year olds are on at least one mm-hmm. platform. So if they're putting some of their self worth in how many friends do I have? And one of their other people they know has 900 friends, they only have mm-hmm. 500 friends, mm-hmm. you know, and these are people they don't even know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that even on my Facebook, I have a huge number, but it's like, and I do know all of them because I've accepted uh, all, all of them. Their, know you. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know who they are and they know who I am. But it's You're not like... famous. It's not like we would sit down and talk. Right. Probably a lot of us. I mean, some of us would, but you know. Yeah, I
0: think that... Kind of opens, I feel like this is just, this is going to be an episode of, like, opening Rambling. cans of worms that we're then yeah. going to set aside. And just let and a big go, can of worms okay, sitting there. Okay, that's a can of worms. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I mean, just calling uh, someone a friend when they are just a connection. They're an acquaintance. Right. I mean, right. like, we're kind of using
1: words in weird ways is a part of this. It would be lovely if that was authentic, because... Okay, this is another. This isn't a can of worms, but this is just like a side note. Ann and I went out to to lunch the other day uh-huh. at this lovely local restaurant, and there's this beautiful woman who is actually I think one of the owners of the restaurant. And when she greets us, and I've I've heard her greet other people as well. <laughs> Hello, my friends. Hello, my friends. This is so sweet. But she, so we, so Anne genuine. and I, both just said, you know, we're not really friends. <laughs> we don't know each other, but we truly felt I felt like her friend exactly. In that and so if it was that kind of authenticity right that you would feel through looking at your 900 friends on facebook that's different but we we all know that's not really how it feels you know it's just racking up a number
0: it's racking up a number and actually the interesting thing and so this is going back to the numbers game again where like i read several studies that say using Especially like the higher you use it, um, like Facebook, Snapchat, just using social media mm-hmm. increases your feelings of loneliness. So the more you use it, uh, and they said that on the on the other hand, if you reduce your social media usage, it can actually make you feel less lonely and improve your well being and like make you feel more connected. I think it's because of that authenticity thing. Because right. we know that we're looking at a facade. Right. We can be like not consciously aware of it and we can kind of tell ourselves we're not. We can tell ourselves this is all very genuine. But we know this isn't real connection. Right. You know, we can tell. We can understand that. And I think by just engaging in these connections that aren't very genuine, we're, first of all, setting a really bad precedent because we want to be able to connect genuinely with people. Right. But also we're tricking ourselves into thinking that it is genuine.
1: And then, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just sad, man. And I think when you said the studies show that when they – when you have less social media time, you are actually happier. Mm -hmm. or Is that how you said it? Mm -hmm. And I think part – I think two things. One – is that you literally you're putting down your technology and you're actually engaging in actual relationships, hopefully. yeah. Hopefully, and that will make you happier. Actual physical relationships are going to make you happier than just being on your technology. Yeah,
0: it's going to be happier than just being. Like, I just. think that's the key. Because I, I don't balance... Yeah, I don't want us to throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, like, we should not use social media at all. I, I think social media is a good tool when it's used correctly. Mm-hmm. It just needs to be used to, like, facilitate... Those connections but then we need to foster them in real authentic ways right as much as we can i mean you know like i was saying like one of my best friends that i met online lives in canada so obviously we can't see each other that much another one lives in california i have a knack for picking people who are just <laughs> all the way across the country or on a different country or whatever but Like, so obviously it's going to be harder, but we can also, you know, like me calling one of them on Discord and having a chat with them is going to be much different than like posting on someone's Facebook. Right. Because it's still that authentic one on one connection. Right.
1: The other thing I think that makes us, for lack of a better term, dissatisfied, sad when we're too into the social media is back to that authenticity piece, Mm -hmm. reading how wonderful everybody's life is. And I realize that some people post really horrible negative things too but often <laughs> and then we can be like at least my uh, life isn't as bad as that man bed. I got it good you know <laughs> but often on and not not, I'm not just talking Facebook no I'm talking about all anything sure yeah that you know oh look how much fun I'm having ooh look where I am look who I'm with look what I'm doing woo woo-hoo, woohoo! and you're sitting at home you know in your bed eating Cheetos and looking at everybody else thinking I don't have a life you know <laughs> or I'm
0: sitting at home eating Cheetos and thinking thank God I'm not out in the sun are you
1: kidding I I wouldn't want to be laying out You're by the, the ocean Beach, gross. <laughs> chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> <laughs> oh that brings us to are you supposed to say this like a word fear of missing out <laughs> i was just gonna bring that up i was gonna ask you if you knew what fomo meant fomo are you supposed to say that's that how way? i that's how i've always heard it yeah fomo fomo that kind of ties to the Eating your Cheetos and watching somebody on the beach. <laughs> Fear of missing out. And interestingly enough, I think I've had FOMO since I was a little kid. I think FOMO is a pretty common thing for anyone to experience. You I just think wanna... social media has increased it. It just made it more intense. Yeah. yeah. I have a very clear memory of when I was a kid and my dad and I were like, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12. 12 probably. My dad and I were not getting along about you something. You and your dad were 12? You but and your dad at the, the same, same age. Time. <laughs> Insane. I was twelve, and so we had a tiff, and the family was going to go get ice cream, and I was continuing in my tiff and said something smart to him, and he said, "Well, you don't have to go if you don't want to," and it was my choice. I said, "Well, fine, I don't want to go," and I remember watching, standing <laughs> in my bedroom, I'm picturing you with your hands against your glass against nose against the window, and I watched Please him walk bring up me to back the in car. ice cream, and it was like. this moment will live on in my life forever that
0: is really a thing that our brain does that just doesn't make any sense like if i don't experience this one thing my life is going to be the worst and my life has sucked ever since (laughs) Since (laughs) that one ice cream trip if i would have just gotten the ice cream i think i think there's always that like i mean i think there's even there's fear of missing out no matter what i mean like The choices are binary you're gonna eventually have to choose like you know okay i'm gonna go do this thing but that means you're not doing this other thing i think that people automatically have that fear of of missing out but i think the fear of missing out socially gets so much worse with the social media stuff just because other people are documenting and it goes back to that projecting oh my gosh i had an amazing time Mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. uh, maybe you had an okay time or maybe it was a really good time but you know what okay fine that's your time i just think it's performative is the word that keeps coming to my mind where thanks Where (laughs) like even when we experience cool stuff there are people who are more concerned with projecting it as a cool thing on social media rather than like experiencing it as a cool thing and right. and keeping that for themselves. So I think we can get so caught up in projecting a certain image to other people that we do ourselves a disservice. That's deep, Anna. Thanks.
1: <laughs> I wasn't sure where to say it, but this is all just opening <laughs> cans of worms. All right. Any other cans of worms you want to open?
0: What would worms social media be called? Dirt book? Is what I wanna say. <laughs> <laughs> They don't really have faces. Instead of Twitter, <laughs> it would be <laughs> Wiggle. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Twitter and Wiggle have a real deep. <laughs> uh, the early bird gets the worm. Oh, something. There's something there. Yeah, yeah. They
1: would have a real competition. The early tweet gets the Wiggle. Ooh, I don't like that. That seems. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Do you want to just touch on the idea that it's addictive? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we've talked about addiction and brain stuff. We so have. social media can be addicting in the same way. It
0: can. It's kind of hard.
1: I, it, I kind
0: of look at that as like the same way people might talk about like caffeine addiction
1: mm-hmm. where
0: it's just like... It's such a normal part of life that it's really hard to tell when it becomes an addiction. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: One article that I saw said, psychologists estimate that as many as 5 to 10% of Americans meet the criteria for social
1: media addiction today. I think it'd be higher. I was going to say 5 to 10
0: sounds pretty low. (laughs)
1: I'm thinking at least 30%, but okay. Yeah,
0: I mean, well, if 97% of kids are on at, at least one social media.
1: Yeah, yeah especially young people I think would be mm-hmm.
0: social media addiction is it would be a behavioral addiction kind of like gambling right just because it's engaging in a thing in this case it's engaging going on looking at the posts just mm-hmm. doing that like that is the part that you're addicted to
1: scrolling
0: scrolling scrolling Yeah, yep yeah. Yep. and it's both physically and psychologically addictive because of dopamine baby dopamine it's always dopamine Uh, So Harvard University did a study about self-disclosure on social networking sites. And it said that self-disclosure on social networking sites lights up the same part of the brain that also ignites when taking an addictive substance. Wow. When someone experiences something rewarding or uses an addictive substance, neurons in the principal dopamine-producing areas in the brain are activated, causing dopamine levels to rise. Therefore, the brain receives a reward and associates the drug or activity with positive reinforcement. And that's us getting a like, you know, when we put something up and people like it wow we get that reward good yep Mm -hmm. so that's why it's going to be addicting because when we get that dopamine hit we're very monkey brain when it comes to like rewards (laughs) and stuff we're like that gave me a reward want to do more of that thing Uh
1: uh-huh (laughs) and so i was thinking rat brain press the lever press the lever oh yeah yeah
0: Just, just anything like we do revert to kind of basic instincts where we're like, that thing made me feel good. I want to do more of that thing. And in this case, it's okay. Well, the next picture I post, I want to get more likes than I got last time because then I'll get even more of a reward. But it's a diminishing return sort of situation. So if you post a thing, you get five likes. Cool. Great. You got five little hits of dopamine up in there. If you post a thing and you're an influencer, you get five thousand likes. You're not going to get like like a thousand times the amount of dopamine you right. got from five you can likes. Only you know get what so I mean? Yeah, eventually yeah. you reach a saturation point in your brain where that doesn't give you the reward feeling mm-hmm. that it used to. That's it's like kind of like something that makes you high.
1: And it's like then building a tolerance. Some, yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So yeah. that's that's where the addiction part comes in. But again, it's kind of hard to like. I don't think if a teenager came in. I would ever like diagnose them of
1: no. like social media think, And I mean, we kind of talk about the, the younger people, but you know what? The first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is you have to look at your social media. That, that might be an issue. That's
0: one of the... So I... <laughs>
1: I took a – I started to take a fear of missing out
0: quiz, but then mm-hmm. I stopped like really early on because I, like, I already know I have this. I don't need it. <laughs> but one of the things was like do you check your – or like how many times a week do you check your social media when you first – like within 15 minutes of waking up was, mm-hmm. was what they said. So
1: that is apparently a mm-hmm. marker. Mm-hmm. I would think, you know, we talk about when something – is concern for our mental health that the DSM tells us if it interferes with your regular... Daily functioning. Daily functioning. Thank you. So if you look at your life and you think, I can't really go a day without checking my social media, or sometimes I lose time at work because I'm Mm -hmm. checking my Facebook, you know, Mm -hmm. I lose 20 minutes, or I know that when I do actually look at Facebook, sometimes... I can be on there for like an hour, and then all of a sudden I think, oh my god, I've been looking at this crap stuff I don't right. write, not that you don't care yeah. about. Yeah, and then you just keep scrolling, thinking it's kind of like gambling in that way because mm-hmm. you you see a couple things that you're interested in, and then you're like, well, maybe I'll find something else, and then you keep scrolling and scrolling. Sort of like, oh, there's a there's a little that is not reinforcement. the first time I've heard that
0: that mm-hmm. that like it is like gambling because like I've heard that actually I think specifically I was hearing someone talk about TikTok in that way because mm-hmm. like Very there much. yeah there's this kind of thing about like oh tiktok is just trash videos and 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 the person that was talking about it was like but every once in a while you come
1: across something really funny right or like really good and and those times make it worth it and we've talked about on a previous episode about intermittent reinforcement when did we talk about that conditioning Mm -hmm. um in psychology intermittent reinforcement is when you don't you don't get the dopamine so to speak every single time but you do get it sometimes so like you'll have two or three eh, eh, and then all of a sudden boom you get it mm-hmm. you know and then you get eh, sort of well and then boom again you get it and that kind of reinforcement is actually more addictive than if you would get Continuous reinforcement. So if every single time it was like, yeah, this is good, yes. Believe it or not, it's more addictive to have that, maybe I'll get it next time, maybe I'll get it next time, which goes back to the gambling feeling. Right, right. And also, this is also a good place to talk about
0: that – Social media sites are designed to keep you scrolling. They know what to do. They know what to do. Yeah. They, they have the algorithm, the almighty algorithm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the algorithm is what looks at your previous social media usage and your previous, you know, ads that you've looked at and everything like that. It takes it all into account and it gives you content that you think you will like. That's why it's just endless scrolling on most sites, you know? Right, right. So when we go on there, the social media developers have made it you where it feels addicting exactly so i mean this is all very
1: scientific it's all very scientific it's, it's all, out. All,
0: all very intentional you know conspiracy
1: well not really but. yeah it's a consp-
0: <laughs> conspiracy the social
1: media sites wants you to stay on them <laughs> right so should we go to the really bad <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> let's do it the idea of bullying on oh, social media. That's pretty bad. That's all right. And that leads us to suicide. That's
0: pretty bad. That's mm-hmm. as bad as it gets. That's as bad as it gets. Yeah, I read uh, 10% of teens report being bullied on social media and many other users are subjected to offensive comments.
1: Um, one of the statistics I read said one out of four teens are bullied in real life mm-hmm. while up to 43% have been bullied at least once online. Yeah. Nine out of 10 LGBTQ students experience harassment.
0: Specifically on social media? Well, it says at school or online. Mm -hmm.
1: Biracial and multiracial youth are more likely to be victimized than youth who identify with a single race. And kids who are obese, gay, or have disabilities are Mm -hmm. also more likely to be bullied than other children. Online, and mm-hmm. I think part of that is that people feel like they can get away with it. Yeah, you know, like well, you're... yeah, there's that anonymity exactly. behind the screen.
0: Where even if you are like, if your identity is connected to this account or whatever, there there
1: is really something about not having to look someone in the eye when you're saying something. Exactly, because and I've had adolescents um, in my office who talk about. Instagram specifically is the one that I hear about a lot. But Twitter too, but mostly Instagram. And that, you know, they'll say something that somebody said and somebody else said. And I and I say to them, these are people you know saying this mm-hmm. to you, like mean, mean stuff. And, and I'm like, yeah. And, I, and they know I'm like at school. They know these. And I said, in the one the other day I said to her, have they ever said that kind of stuff to your face? And she said, oh, no, they would never say it to my face. They would just do it. And I'm thinking. Right. Right, <laughs> it's cowardly. First of all, cowardly—that's <laughs> a perfect word.
0: Yeah, but yeah.
1: and and just crazy that they think that that's okay. And Somehow I would say it it's kids, but it's not just kids. No, it's, not it's adults just kids. do the
0: same thing. Mm-hmm. Man, the amount of stupid and mean things I have seen on Facebook from adult humans. Oh yeah, are you kidding me?
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's And this like last logic couple of, goes out the window. the last couple of years with the politics the way they've been yeah. really open doors it's to it's the, heated to just being mean to each other mm-hmm. being mean so um, mean so mean. <laughs> 58% of those who have been bullied, this particular survey says, 58% who have been bullied online have not told their parents or an adult about something that happened online. That doesn't surprise me at all. That doesn't surprise me either. Because kids aren't telling their parents.
0: Well, they're not telling their parents and also what are the parents going to do? I, no, think, that's true. I, I think kids have an understanding of like, especially with things about technology, I mean you you don't think your parents gonna know what to do <laughs> she just said started. that while she was
1: looking directly i was at really me. trying not to and then i thought it would be weirder if i didn't she look at you she looked at me and said they do not know what listen
0: honestly okay okay let's use this no i know as, it's true, no, you as don't, a case study don't abuse no, me no i'm not abusing you if if i came to you as a teen uh-huh. and said that someone online was bullying me what would you have done
1: Told me to not talk to them, right? That's what I would have said. Yeah. I would have said, turn off your electronics. Turn off I your I probably computer. would have taken your electronics for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I, is punishing the kid then.
0: Which it is punishing the kid. And quite frankly, like in... Especially now, you kind of have
1: to be online. Yeah. Like a school of schoolwork and I stuff. I am grateful that, that you and your brother are not younger now with the technology the way it is now. Because I was too liberal with technology as it is. And mm. it was just... But I think Blooming at that time. Well, like, I, didn't,
0: I think that's why it wasn't that bad because, I mean, I, I would say... No, I don't know. I, can't, I guess I can't really speak in an educated way about the restrictions online. Because there's mm-hmm. just... There's always been dangers and there's always going to be dangers. Yeah. But I, I think we were smart enough that we weren't getting into dangerous stuff. I, I just think that it's... I don't know. It's so hard to put limits on that because... I mean kids grow up with it. They right. know how to get everything. They know how to do everything online. It's hard. It's hard to put those limits.
1: But I think it is important for parents to, to put, try. To put <laughs> to try. Yeah. And especially, you know I use your common sense yeah. in, in making sure that you have when your family is together, have family time without electronics. Mm-hmm. To some degree, you've got to keep those those lines of communication open, that humanness open. Human communication, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and believe it or not, that the first step parents is you got to put your phone down because yeah, you can't be by you can't example. be putting limits on your kids use of technology and then sit with your nose in your phone all the
0: night. amount of times i have heard kids say it is not fair that i yeah. have to put my phone down and they're still sitting on the couch on their phone yeah they know yeah. they can smell the hypocrisy all over you baby <laughs> <Yeah>. Sniffs. <snaps. laughs> That was so sassy, Anna. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's hard talking to kids about that because, like, as a counselor, as the other like adult in the room, mm-hmm. I, I probably should be going, Oh, well, you still, and I do still say, like, you still have to follow their rules, but I also say, like, you're
1: right, that's bogus. Right. And if I had the chance to talk to the parent, I'll be like, Hey, that's bogus. You got to stop that. And I do that. Yeah. Yeah. I say to parents, if you're going to limit their time, which I think you should, you also have to limit your own time. But I also think instead of just talking about, limits, we also have to talk about
0: just opening communication... Like, the more you work on that relationship between you and your kid, the more open they're going to feel in coming to you with that kind of thing. Right. So even if you don't really know what to do, at least you're aware that they're going through something.
1: Right. You know, so you at least need to be aware of what your kids are doing. Right. And I think starting really young with your kids about how there are some things you just don't want to put out there into the social media world. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> start really young with them so that it's not just something you start when they're 13 or 14. Right. Because they have to know way up front that anything they put out there can be anywhere. And it's there. And it can be days. It can be there when they're applying for For college and whatever. And and
0: and like I think so when you said like, oh, I'm really glad, you know, about how me and Gabe are ages, basically. I have had that thought, especially being online and seeing because people are mean and they'll make fun of kids Mm -hmm. online just for like doing kid things. Like and yeah, it's like cringy stuff the kids are doing, but they're like thirteen. Yeah. Like, do you know how cringy I was when I was thirteen? <laughs> so cringy. Way more cringy than I am now, when I'm already pretty cringy. <laughs> so really cringy. Being thirteen is cringy. Just yeah, you're being 13. every thirteen year old's cringy. Okay, yeah, it's a hard part of your life. But when I was thirteen, I didn't have the means to record all of my cringe moments <laughs> and put them online. Mm-hmm. So I just think that that like people really don't think through kids because they can't they can't they don't have their around. brain <laughs> that's not how <our> brain and <laughs> out they're little did you floating <laughs> know in their head every every lobe of your brain is just floating, <laughs> floating in and, goo and, and then <laughs> when you're an adult it all connects it all like pangea it. it's brain okay. pangea Yeah, you
1: pull those big words out <laughs> like like you're so educated like i have a master's degree, you have a master's or degree. so you know the big words <laughs> you show off. (laughs) But there have been in recent time. I don't know how to say that. Recent
0: time. In recent
1: days. Very seriously. The the idea that online bullying can be literally deadly. Mm-hmm. That that young people take that very much to heart. Suicide rates among ten to fourteen year olds have grown more than fifty percent over the last three decades. Fifty percent. Fifty percent, according to the American Association of Suicidology. Mm. Suicide rates among children between the ages of ten and fourteen are relatively low but are creeping up. They Mm. have seen increase in even that young. 10 to 14. 10 to
0: 14.
1: And again, you know, depending on what they're looking at in social Mm -hmm. media and the kind of things, you always talk about the echo chamber that we have. Yeah. And if you think about, you know, what kids that age might be, what kind of echo chamber they might be in. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, Anna, but in my office – I have talked to several adolescents who have really had a lot of extra anxiety because of the pandemic and just not just the pandemic, but like the social ramifications. But the social media has pumped that up for them. Like, yeah, it doesn't make it better. Like when the pandemic started, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to see my
0: friends. Mm -hmm. But social media just like intensifies that Mm -hmm. like I don't think because it doesn't and I've had that talk with clients too adolescents and adults both where it's like okay I understand this is really hard but if you like have a zoom call with a friend you know that'll at least stop it a little bit but like social media doesn't do that like you don't I, I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say when I go on social media, I don't feel like I'm having a social interaction. You're not
1: connecting. No, it doesn't no.
0: feel like I'm actually talking to people right. or having connections. So I-, I think that kids especially think that that is
1: a good like way to replace that, and it's just not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, what haven't we talked about? What can of worms did we not open? <laughs> Um, I don't
0: know. We have all these cans of worms just sitting on the table. It's and a they're mess. they're starting to smell kind of bad. They smell bad. There's dirt. There's wiggling There's going on. wiggling. So <laughs> much wiggling. <laughs> One of the studies I found, kind of going back to the, the FOMO thing, um, is actually called no, no More FOMO, Limiting Social Media Decreases Loneliness and Depression. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no more FOMO is no such a catchy FOMO. title and then they're like I'm just gonna explain what the whole thing is in the title so titles are
1: for you don't even have to read the article you don't even need
0: the abstract <laughs> but yeah basically so what I said like I said before like the less people use social media the less depressed and lonely they felt um so they took 143 University of Pennsylvania students and they separated them into two groups one could use social media access, uh, limited to just 30 minutes on Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat combined over a three-week period. Wow. I mean, yikes. The group, uh, with restricted social media access reported lower severity of depression and loneliness than they had at the beginning of the study, and both groups reported a drop in anxiety and fear of missing out, FOMO, (laughs) (laughs) Because they said, I loved this, because they said that joining the study made them, um, even the people with unrestricted access to social media, more cognizant of how much time they were spending on it.
1: Ah, self-awareness. Self-awareness, baby. Self-awareness, which helps you to achieve balance. (laughs) Yes. Oh, there's uh,
0: this. So uh, several times in my research, the name... So the name was Dr. Stephanie Rutledge a few times, but as I looked into this person, it was Dr. Pamela Rutledge. Oh. Okay. She had a name. (laughs) I don't know. But several times she was referred to as Stephanie. I don't know. Dr. Rutledge, if you're listening, what's your name? (laughs) (laughs) But so she explained about how like... Uh, FOMO is linked to us being social creatures. Uh, She says we have a brain wired for collaboration compromise, restraint, comprehending and managing one's place in shifting alliances. We notice when others are doing something that excludes us. It will trigger some primitive survival responses.
1: Mm. So we've
0: kind of talked about that in one of our episodes where we talked about just how to be with people (laughs) just like how being with people and how, how you know being a social creature kind of it's called How Not to Get Eaten, but I don't know what number it is.
1: How Not to Get Eaten. That's a great title. Thanks. It's one of your better titles. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you've had some good titles. You've had some good titles on if this show. If you've never show. actually looked at all the titles of our episodes, go back and look <laughs> at them and appreciate all the work that Anna goes to to figure out those cool titles. Thanks.
0: Some of them are for my husband.
1: And I'm like, help. Um, I thanks, don't Nathan. know what to
0: call this. <laughs> my god when did we talk about that i can't find i am so useless at finding episode titles today
1: well but that's not normal for you i know you that's why it's upsetting you must be tired after a long day of work it's episode work.
0: 56 how not to get eaten mm, very good but yeah basically i mean like the so like stuff like the fear of missing out stuff like social media it it's all very expected like Us being kind of addicted to social media is totally understandable, first of all, with how the companies of social media are trying to manipulate us. Mm -hmm. But second of all, because we want to be connected to people. Like seeking genuine human connection is something not only that we want, but we need because right. that's how we have survived as a, like, as a people. Right,
1: right. Just like that's Community. how
0: humans have, have perpetuated because mm-hmm. we have combined as a society. So it's natural stuff to want. We just have to find more authentic ways to communicate rather than thinking social media is how we would get that human connection because right. it's not. Right. We may get other stuff from social media. Like we we said, there's gonna be
1: there's gonna be pros to social media. Right. Since Facebook uh, birthdays are so much more exciting because mm-hmm. you get like 500 birthday wishes in one day, which is abnormal.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> I'm shaking my head because <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> Facebook has made my birthday so much more stressful. Oh, because you don't like that. I don't want people to wish. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> just, don't wish. Can everyone wish Anna, just leave me alone? Whatever please? you do, don't wish, Anna, happy no, birthday. No, you
0: can. <laughs> I'll just like it, but I'll be frowning really hard as I do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, it's 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 that center of attention thing. That yeah, you like, don't like that. Yeah. So I, on the other hand, love to be it's the center, center of attention. It's that center of attention <laughs> thing that I hate, I say to my podcast <laughs> listeners. I, I was
1: going to say, is there a little bit, uh, I don't know. No. A
0: little bit of irony. Irony. It's, it's like when I choose the
1: spotlight, it's okay. But. Oh, and you like being on stage. Mm-hmm. You choose, choose that. that. Okay. Yeah. But people just randomly choose to, you happy <laughs> uh, well, choose, choose to be born. Then, well, I kind of did choose to be born then because you were supposed to be born another day. But well, no, not Anna. I was a different when she was. I was a different person back then. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was a baby. I was just different. You were definitely different. <laughs> okay, how do we summarize this one? Well, I kind of want to
0: summarize by basically saying, what do we do about it? Mm -hmm. And I mean, we've kind of said that throughout the whole episode and throughout our whole podcast career, really, where just being aware of it is going to be huge. And Mm -hmm. being aware of your own social media habits and, I mean, really pay attention, like... If you're scrolling for 45 minutes, an hour, two hours right. on social media, like before you go to bed. Um, especially before you especially go to bed. Especially before you go to bed because that's going to mess with your circadian rhythm if you're looking at a screen.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it's going to it, it's going to be easier to get your brain riled up. And, and it's I've heard people who like
1: wake up in the middle of the night to and turn it? on their, Jeez. you know, like they're laying there and so they check their Facebook. That's not not a wise choice, yeah, don't guys. don't do
0: that. It'll wake your don't brain up, guys.
1: Don't. I would challenge you to... To go for just like, just for a week, have a little notebook or something and write down, every time you go on Facebook, write down how long it is. I know this. Little, quit looking at me like that. God, Anna. She's so critical of me. smiled at, me. at you. She smiled at me like, oh, mom, you're so cute that you think people still write things in little notebooks. Anyway, if you don't want to buy a little notebook, you can have like can an app. You can put it in your phone. You can put it in your freaking technology. Most phones
0: are built with like a screen time feature where you can like see how much time you spend. <laughs>
1: What if you, what if you're on what if you do your phone and then you're on your pad and then you're on your home computer and then you're That's at work? Look, good point.
0: That's a good point, mom. You got me.
1: Thank you. You should buy a notebook, everyone. <laughs> you should buy a little notebook. You should write it. Yeah, I love you very much. Mom's gonna hit me. <laughs> Turn on the microphones. So I'm No. <laughs> No, I did not mean to be so mean to you, Anna. I feel like there was a mean moment there.
0: He got. I'm sorry. I brought it I up. Got, you the other <laughs> the other day. I was talking. Out I was talking to Gabe on the phone. My brother. So my brother has birds. Um, and when I went to visit them last time, I was, before he got there, it was just me and his fiance and their birds, <laughs> and I was talking to him on the phone, and, and I was like, oh yeah, it's Sunny. Sonny hates me, like, and, because that's the bird that really does, like, he hates when he I'm there, he just, he just yells at me. He just yells
1: all the time. He yells at me
0: specifically, and, <laughs> and I guess Caroline <laughs> told him that I was uh, antagonizing the bird, and I was like, <laughs> maybe a little, <laughs> So I know that you were just mean to me because I antagonized you, is what I'm saying.
1: (laughs) Okay. But you know I love you, right? Of course I do. Okay, good.
0: Um, The other thing I would say about social media is to uh, cultivate your social media experience. To Mm. be really intentional about, like, the people you follow, the people you unfollow, the people that you, you know, block. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To being very, like... In pretty much any social media site you are on, there are ways to block things. There are ways to like change what you see on your homepage. Just whatever social media site you use the most, make sure that the stuff you're
1: seeing is- Good for your mental health.
0: Yes, that's the best way to summarize it. You know, make sure that it's not too fake. Make sure that it's not giving you a a skewed perception of yourself or your other people or, you know, bodies or, or experiences or anything make sure that the stuff you're seeing is positive for you Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like for you because you know we talk about the algorithm the algorithm can work for you Mm -hmm. (laughs) you just have to make sure that you're using it intentionally instead of just like getting sucked into whatever the algorithm throws at you just Mm -hmm. be intentional about what you're doing online good point thanks can i thank the listeners please thank the listeners that's are we done I don't know. I'm done. Are you done? <laughs> yeah, that's <is> the most <laughs> abrupt you've ever asked me to thank the listeners. I'm just looking at I the like clock. I like thinking, <laughs> yeah, we're done. Mom's like, it's my bedtime, actually. <laughs> In about four minutes, I'm going to be asleep. <laughs> In my, four minutes, Mom turns into a pumpkin.
1: So, Sipsters, we're we're actually glad that you must probably do some follow social, us on media. social media because yeah, we always encourage you to follow yes. us on on all those things so we're not telling you to give those up at all we want you to continue to follow us just do those things that Anna said that make you if you follow the Freudian sips twitter
0: page I never post except when there's like a new episode so I don't clog your feet or anything
1: See, I don't even know what that just meant, what she said. It's <laughs> like a foreign language. <laughs> I guess that's not true. I do
0: promote other people's podcasts as well. Yeah, so She does that. She's good.
1: So Sipsters, we thank you for listening to this episode and we thank you for giving us your time and uh, it's always good to have you with us. If you haven't, you know, I said earlier to scroll through the titles of all the past episodes. If if you've only listened to a few episodes, do that. Go back and see what some of our earlier episodes were about and <laughs> pick, pick an episode, pick. listen to it just because of the title and then see if it has anything to do with what the title is That's a good way to do it. We thank you and we hope that you'll be with us next time.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for finding us on all of the social media that we just told you not to use. So, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're Freudian Sips Pod on everything. Our site is FreudianSipsPod.com. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can email us at FreudianSipsPod at gmail.com. And please remember to leave us a nice rating and review if you can do that wherever you're listening. Our theme is Music is "Sweeter Vermouth" by Kevin MacLeod, and it sounds like this.